listening to the fantasy over here. Guys, guys. You know who not bomb a class ramping? You know me? I am the original Dandana. You understand the road, boy? I don't want to rock with bomba flat, me. Come, come on. What up, what up, what up? Hey guys, you're tuning in to the Dynasty Overload Podcast. I'm your boy Razman. I'm joined by my excellent co-host, Mr. D. Sheelor. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Ready for an exciting episode. Good to connect with you. Um, oh, yeah. And I know I'm, I'm excited for our guest we got on here. I'm going to let you go and do intros there as well. Oh, man. Let me introduce this guy we got tonight. We got Mr. Brand New to the hosting your own Dynasty, uh, you know, Dynasty uh, League, Mr. Dev. Dev, listen, What's man. Happened? Hey, this, What's this is a great man? guy. How you doing, brother? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm ready to start this thing. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, listen, Dev is running a great dynasty league. And listen, man, I know this was your first one that you ran. But listen, man, hey, plenty more. Listen, man, you're doing a great job, like I told you earlier. So, hey, man, let's get right into this thing. Hey, Mr. D. Sheelor, hit us with the breaking news. Okay, so here we go, y'all. The breaking news of the day is none other than my guy, Mr. Austin Eckler has worked out a contract revision where he's getting an additional $1.75 million uh, for the 2023 season from the Chargers. Now, as y'all know, the Chargers are a stingy organization. They're not trying to pay these, uh, their money out anywhere. But what's cool is, you know, all of your Austin Eckler shares are now safe. That was a very, very scary time that we had where he requested a trade and we thought he can go somewhere because the truth be told – no one wants Austin Eckler to move. He literally was the dynasty RB1 in PPR formats last year. So I'm very excited for all of my Austin Eckler shares that he's safe for this year. Um, might be time to, if you had him on the block, might want to hold on to him a little bit longer, a little bit tighter, because he might be able to lead you to another belt like he did me on multiple leagues last year. Shout out to Austin Eckler with uh, getting some more money in his pocket. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So listen, <clears throat> and, and speaking on that, and I actually gave you Eckler in the league for way too long. God bless uh, you. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and the Chargers are notorious for not wanting to negotiate contracts. So, hey, good on him. So I'm not sure what the numbers were, but good on him. And I was never really worried. Was he? I was never honestly worried that he was going anywhere because I didn't see where he was going. That was the only thing. I didn't see where he was going, and because of his size, I didn't think that another team would be jumping, you know, to, to get a running back that size and just saying, hey, he's going to do the same thing in our system. I just – I don't know. So I never really thought he was going anywhere. I thought it was a bigger chance that he was going to, like, sit out with all of the OTAs and stuff like that and maybe not be as productive. It's kind of where I was. But listen, guys, <clears throat> moving right along, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention in the beginning is please like and subscribe and share the podcast, get the word out. But listen, what we got for you tonight is our top five rising receivers, okay? And see, here at Dynasty Overload, we don't really share and compare notes. 
So we might have some of the same guys. We might be com- completely polar opposites. And you guys know we will fight it out if we have to. So whatever, you know, listen, because I'm right and Sheila was wrong. You understand? And uh, Dev, you're new to this, but I'm right and you're wrong before you say anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Listen. So Dev is the Dev, Dev is the guest tonight. Listen, Dev, hit us with your number one rising receiver. Who do you got? Uh, my number one is going to be Jordan Addison. Okay. Okay. I, I like it. I, I I love the landing spot for him. If you last year watching the Vikings. And it's hard for me to say that being a Detroit Lions fan. Last year watching the Vikings, seeing how K.J. Osborne just exploded at the end of the season when uh, Jair just totally locked Jefferson down. So having having a, a wide receiver like Jordan Addison, better than K.J., I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's going to give – it's going to be a plus for both him – and JJ, I think um, Justin Jefferson might lose targets. Actually, okay, okay. It's, it's there's big. some tough takes. Tough yeah. Take. Hey, I like it. I like it. Uh, give it one of those. Oh, thought I was going one of those. <laughs> uh oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm gonna get better with that. It's hilarious. Okay, Mr. Sheilor, who's your first? Okay, so let's kind of walk through. I, I do like the Jordan Addison take as well. I love it. Um, I love it. I agree. I it's, it's spot on, right? So definitely shout out to you, Dev Dev. But the number one fastest rising receiver right now, the hype train was already out the station, but now it's at a point where it's gonna just go to infinity. And beyond, Mr. Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets, the reigning rookie of the year at wide receiver. He did it last year with Zach Hide Your Mom Wilson at quarterback and a bunch of other bums. Now he gets one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Aaron Rodgers coming out and going to be throwing passes to him. They already have the chemistry and everything flowing. Think about how many more – Uh, targets he's going to actually get now because they're going to be able to rely and trust their quarterback. The reality was last year they were scared to throw the ball because they didn't know. Zach Wilson was an accident waiting to happen. He was a pick waiting to happen. And now you get one of the more efficient players, somebody that can actually do ball placement, and now you set up where you're going to actually have in your conference now a lot more shootouts with the Jets involved in it. Because guess what? They got a gunslinger as well. Imagine seeing the Jets versus now Josh Allen. Seeing the Jets versus that dynamic Miami offense. The targets and everything else actually go up for Garrett Wilson. His stock is through the moon. And um, I saw this earlier, um, and I'm in full agreement with it. By the end of this year, you're going to now be able to add Garrett Wilson into that stratosphere, that rare air with Justin Jefferson. and. Mar Chase is able to actually live in. You're going to see Garrett Wilson in those same conversations. So if you can still buy him right now, go buy him. Okay. Okay. Okay, question for you. Garrett Wilson over under 1,200 – yeah, 1,250 yards. Over. 
I think he goes for – I mean, because here's the thing. You got to think about the extra game being added, okay. right? Okay. You also got to look at what all is going on. So if he's healthy for the full season, I mean, essentially what you're looking at there is I would say 1,300 yards, mm-hmm. uh, nine touchdowns. If you see seeing that and Jesus. you see 90 catches, I mean, these are things that you're looking at. What no, have we I, always I, seen with Aaron Rodgers? He hones in on who his best receiver mm, is. You are right. You are I mean, right. it's that's what he does. He'll force feed him if he has to. What else is cool is he actually has some people that he can trust around him and Alan Lazard as well. Um, and they do have a running game. But even yep. with that, we saw him with the running game with Aaron Jones and Dylan <laughs> kind of doing their thing in Green Bay. You still saw elite production from that number one wide receiver. You see it throughout the entire career that Aaron Rodgers knows how to get the ball to his top target. So, like I said, y'all, Garrett Wilson to the moon. If it, if you got somebody you can still buy them off of low, please do so right now. This is this look. This is not a drill. Go get them. Okay. You're welcome. Hey, listen, I love it. I love it. I love that take. I'm gonna go with mine. And I and I agree with that too. I do. I think you guys did an excellent job on the on your number ones. Um, so my number one is not gonna beat you. My number two is gonna beat you. All right, cool. My number one is gonna be Jerry Judy. Okay. I Jerry Judy's rising up my board, and the reason for it is because I'm I'm looking at him with the second year with Russell Wilson and that first year with Sean Payton. I believe what Denver's doing is basically um identifying judy as as their one and they're building everything else they're building around him because we all thought coming into last year that hey sutton was basically going to be the one and the, the touchdown uh you know since target and all this other stuff but i honestly think that the, the offense at this point is going to be focused around judy as the primary target and everybody else that's supporting characters and if that's the case i think Denver's offense is going to be run uh really really good so uh, I'm looking at Judy as basically um, at this point showing us that that promise that he had coming out of college and basically, you know, saying really filling those shoes. And because the guy was uber talented. So I think he walks in that. And and the guy was still, what, 23? I think he'd been in the league for like three years and he's just still 23. So, you know, lots of lots of room to grow. So that's my number one. I'm a, uh, we'll just do reverse order. So I'm going to go with my number two because I know it's better than y'all's. But so yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're not going to let you slide on this Jerry Judy take. Okay. You can't. You can't. Okay. Not, no. No, no, no. I hear that, this. So I, when you I think say, I'm with Keeler on this one. When you say he's a riser, right? Yes. Okay. He's okay. he's going to outperform last year. And I think where okay. you're buying him at in your, in your startups, you're not buying him as – as a, a top 15 potential receiver. Okay. So here's my here's my my uh my reason for concern as we're kind of looking at Jerry Judy. Okay. Now there's a guy by the name of Tim Patrick who's oh. actually coming back. Okay. No, hear hear me when I say this. Tim Patrick is known as the most consistent receiver on the roster it was devastating for them that they actually lost him Mm -hmm. sean payton runs an offense that if you look at russell wilson he's actually comparable to what you would have in a drew Brees. Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're kind of looking at in that regard 
They also drafted a guy by the name of Marvin Mims with their first pick. Mm-hmm. They still have the aforementioned Cortland Sutton there. And if I remember correctly, Razman, you're all in on a tight end by the name of Oh, Dolphin. yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's the number two receiver. Okay. So now let's walk through this thing. Now you have really about five different mouths to feed. And what happens when you have a lot of different mouths to feed is it's hard to actually figure out who you're going to feature. And what we do know about Jerry Judy is he's dealt with soft tissue injuries. He was literally injury plagued the entire year. There's a whole career before last year. We yeah. kind of put together what was a wide receiver, a low end wide receiver two season. So I would say pump the brakes on that. Low end wide receiver two? He was a low end wide receiver two. He finished at what? Wide receiver what? 22? That's a low end wide receiver two. So I think he's going to be right in that same mold there. Okay, Look I at guess. your rankings. He's right I there. Guess. Wide I guess. receiver 22. He, listen, listen. So, he, 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 he's – what, what, what I say? I said top 15, right? I definitely think he can get that. She lowers freezing up because he's wrong. <laughs> All I know is I froze up, <laughs> and then I came back, and all I heard was wrong. Yeah, and you. Tell you what? That was that was life talking to you. Technology has a way of just the, not the glitch. Ma- gonna... The matrix glitch to tell you no, you was wrong. See, yeah, some some stuff just just. But but like I said, we'll we'll see on Judy. But uh, let's hear your wide receiver too, because that one was very weak. Let's go ahead and go with the next. My wife, look, whatever. <laughs> wide receiver two, my top, my my second riser. Mr. Traylon Burks for the Tennessee Titans. That is my, my my second guy. I'm getting him where I can get him at. I know he basically didn't do anything his rookie year, and that's fine. He showed you glimpses. He showed you what he could be. He had a bunch of soft tissue injuries, and he came in not being able to breathe and out of shape into training camp. It was a bad look from go. It was just terrible. Uh, but like I said, he showed you enough for you to feel like, all right, this guy can probably turn it into something. So this is my thing. Because I'm here, I'm on the ground. I'm at ground zero here with the Titans in Titans country. I saw Traylon Burks come to the press conference, and this guy was in shape and breathing, and he could actually finish practices, which was something he couldn't do last year. So and, and if you follow Traylon Burks when he was at Arkansas, the guy, he would get out of shape every offseason, and he would try to play his way back into shape. And he was still, you know, balling in the SEC. So this time, I think, we, I think we're in a place where we could see prime uh, Traylon Burks. And if you know anything about the Tennessee's uh, roster, there's absolutely no one that he's competing with for, for – I would say top targets or heavy targets. There's absolutely no one he's competing with as far as the, the wide receiver position. I think later on we might talk, you know, some other positions around there. But as far as what he's doing, there, there's no one. The next guy is Nick Westbrook Akina, who plays op- opposite of him, somebody you've probably never heard of. So Traylon Burks to the moon. Okay. Um I'm in agreement with you on the Traylon Burks piece um, because there is no one there. There is no competition for targets. 
And what I love about Tennessee is they are a run-centric team. When you see Big 22 back there, you're going to have to stack the box against them. And in order to stop them, that's what's going to mean. You're going to get one-on-ones with Traylon Burks. Much the same way we saw A.J. Brown actually succeed in that particular role. So mm-hmm. I'm all in on you on that. I have a ton of Traylon Burke shares. I'm happy that you weren't. Um, I always found a way to snipe you in many leagues that we were actually in. <laughs> not all, not all the leagues. Not, not all, all of the leagues. But many leagues. And, you, and, and you're a big jerk for that, too. Don't I mean, I'm just saying, I believe more than you believe, you know? And it's okay. So shout out to you for that. Uh, you got sound effects. This is so cute. This is good. I like it. So, no. Yeah, so, great, great pick there. Um, let me go ahead and go with my number two riser. I'm going to go with a man by the name of DJ Moore, um, who's actually found his way to Chicago. Now, here's the thing. What's happened with DJ Moore's career? Let me just read this off to you guys, because uh, I think it's important to really go through a history lesson. Uh, year one, 2018. 788 yards, 55 receptions. Uh, Year two, 1,175 yards, 87 receptions. Year three, 1,193 yards, 66 receptions. Year four, 1,157 yards, 93 receptions. Last year, 888, 63 receptions. Here's the thing. Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback that he's ever had in his entire career. He had the ghost of Cam Newton. Last year he had uh what was it PJ Tucker and 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 Sam Darnold and all kinds of scrubs out there throwing the ball to him. So he's walking into a situation where literally they are following the Jalen Hurts blueprint where they went ahead, they approved the offensive line. They actually got him an elite receiver out there. So now they're doing all of the different things to allow Justin Fields to really take that jump. And as Justin Fields takes that jump, guess what, y'all? DJ Moore is going to be a big part of him taking that jump. He's an elite route runner. He goes up and gets the ball. And he's going to actually be a target monster this year. So this is the thing. DJ Moore is definitely going to go ahead and have a top 15 wide receiver season. You're welcome in advance. And here's the thing. It's not even far far stretch. On average, the last five years, he's finished right around wide receiver 19. So I'm saying he's going up four slots, and I definitely see that with the target share. And what else is cool about him is he's always low on touchdowns. If he actually has the touchdown increase, you can see him going to a top 10. So just heads up on that. DJ Moore stock is up. Go buy him now. You're welcome. Dev, are you going to do this or, or, or you want me to? Uh, I'm not buying any wide receiver in Chicago. They had okay. the – the, the lowest pass rating last year out of all, all the teams. Um, I, I just, I don't, I like Justin Fields from a fantasy point, but that's Justin Fields. I, I hate that. I was buying DJ Moore when he was with Carolina, like before the rookie draft, knowing that, you know, Carolina had the first pick. I was buying DJ Moore then because I, I, I don't, I don't, I do not like Fields in a passing stance, personally. Okay. Um, and then get, getting Roshan Johnson, too. So I, I think they're going to be a run-first offense. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who were the pass catchers that were catching balls from Justin Fields last year? Darnell Mooney. 
Okay. Claypool and who was the third one? We don't Cole, know. Cole Komet was out there. Cole Komet. Um, they have they had one of the receivers from uh, from the Packers that was out there at one point. And they oh. had they had um Montgomery, David Montgomery. Okay. So let me ask you this. Which one of those is better than DJ Moore? Doesn't even matter. Let, no, let, it, let, 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 let me get in there. Listen, You're welcome. Let, so, Thank you. so let's talk. Let's talk. And that's listen, DJ Moore is not the, 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 the most egregious thing you said. So for one, DJ Moore's there. I get it. You said that was his Justin Fields was gonna be his best quarterback. That's laughable. That's okay. laughable. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk QB numbers. Which one of those QBs that you named, including Cam and, 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 and Sam, does he have better numbers at the QB position? Throwing the ball. So let's kind of walk through that. Oh my God. No, let's they, walk through it. Because if no, you no, want no. to no, because I'm talking if numbers. You want to do numbers, you you ask you ask the question. Let's do it. So if you ask the question, I want to okay. give you an answer. Give me so an let's answer. go ahead and take a look. Let's take a so look. Sam Donald. Because I because I know his numbers not better than Cam Newton's. No, no, no. Let's walk through. We're talking about Cam's career numbers. We're not talking about if you say Cam's career numbers, that's fine. But we all know Cam Newton has been a shell of himself for the okay. last three seasons of him actually okay. playing. Am I right or not right? Ever he, since he, he had that, he, ever he, since he gradually, season, yeah, he, he gradually went down because of his shoulder season. injury. Okay, cool. So okay. he hasn't been Cam Newton since then. So we're not talking about overall career. We're talking about the version of Sam that of Cam Newton. That had. And, and here's the thing: when he had Cam Newton. This is what he did. 1,175 yards, 87 receptions. Okay. 1,193 yards, 66 receptions. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what you had with Cam Newton. So, what and, I'm saying is not far-fetched about him as a receiver. And hurt shoulder, Cam Newton, this was still better than Fields. Okay. Let's walk through this. So, do you know a guy by the name of uh, Trevor Lawrence? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. let's walk through this whole thing. So, all the way from high school, all the way through college. These guys I know were all no 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 they were always interconnected. When you look at Justin Fields' ability and you look at what happened as far as when he got to Chicago, okay. that team was a train wreck. If mm -hmm. you watch Jalen Hurts' numbers jump from year one to year two as he actually went in, you'll see very similar as far as the trends and everything that are there. Everything is laid out. You increase the talent around players and you get better productivity. You saw the same thing with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. You saw him actually be just focusing on running. He actually had a 52% completion percentage. Justin Fields actually had a better year than what Justin uh, Jalen Hurts had before he just had to take off. So what I'm telling what you, you is – What are you talking about? He had – okay. Touch, hold on, hold on. Touchdowns, no. touchdowns and interceptions. No, let's walk through this thing. Touchdowns and interceptions. This is, this is good. Touchdowns this and interceptions. Is, I was go. ready for this Touchdown, touch, Touchdowns and interceptions. Talk to He me. knew it was okay. coming with the DJ. I'm moment. ready for y'all. Y'all ready to have touch, it? Let's have it. Yeah, let's go. Okay, touchdowns so go. touchdowns so and interceptions. And now, here we go. Yeah, go ahead. Jalen Hurts. Because you're going to walk on the plank now. Walk me right here. Let's do it. So Jalen Hurts, 2020, first year, 52%. No, 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 no. Don't. Don't talk first year because they they both didn't they both played incomplete years. Tell me they both they're, they're they're two complete years. Okay, so here we go. So Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. twenty twenty one, he mm -hmm. has 
16 touchdowns, mm-hmm. nine picks. Uh, amen. All right. Now, now give me what the other guy did. Okay. Hold on. Let's go walk through it. You so got you got a guess behind same it. things. Yeah, I do. I got my man back here. <laughs> he having a moment right now. So I'm like, I gave him the stiff arm, but he still <laughs> stayed up. Y'all good. So second year to second year. So what you had here is you had last year 11, 11 picks, 17 touchdowns. What's the difference? We're talking about one more touchdown for fields, two uh-huh. more picks. Right. So what are we he talking trash. about? He no, trash. No, no. Do you understand that you just made my point that it's almost an even comparison? No, they're not. He gets they're, A.J. Brown into the They're not the even, bro. No, no, no. They're not even. Okay, 17 and 11, okay. 16 and 9. What were, what were the numbers last year? This is not. This is only. This is going into year. It was. It was even worse. No, this is him going into year three. So we say you. we throw out what he what he, so, what he said oh, was on. we throw out year one because they're both incomplete seasons. Yeah, so we do. So we look at the year two. Uh-huh. The year two is even as far as that particular piece. So, goes. so no, 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 because because you you left something out. What was the passing yards? You asked me touchdowns. Okay, picks. no, no, no. So give me so, the passing yards so too. For the touchdown. Okay, so if we're going there, so okay, no, cool. I'm just asking the questions. So, you know, twenty two hundred yards for uh-huh. Justin Fields. Uh huh. Thirty one hundred yards okay. for Jalen Hurts. So one guy, one guy can't throw. One guy goes to an inferior organization that that's focused on playing defense. The other goes to the class act that is the Philadelphia Eagles, who has won a won a Super Bowl, was in the Super Bowl this past year, that has a complete roster. So, so you I, can't you can't compare those two organizations man, and say that they're on the same level playing field. Come I'm, on, dude. You can't That's compare, like comparing the you, Titans you, to the Texans the last few years. Are you serious? Uh, we, do you want to do that? Do you want to? Do you want to come? Because we're way, we, 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 we way better than the record. Than the Texans. They, no, they finished with the worst record in football, bro. That's so the check, roster that he was on. I got you. So check this out. That's going to be my next point. He don't even win games. He don't even win games. Okay. How can you win games with that roster? Okay, name me three people on the Bears defense. Name I'll wait. Three. I'll wait. Oh, 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 oh. I'll wait. So that year, right? Hold on. Win. That year, though. No, this past no, year. Because I, I, I would say that year I can name them. No, no. Uh, this uh, year, uh, right here. Name me three people this, on the Bears defense. This I'm year. waiting. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me just think about their. Uh, the fact that you have I to. Can, no, no, no. Because I can have think to do about, it. We have, uh, I can think about that secondary. You got drops. Play the Jeopardy music. Okay. I want to chime in on this one. Go ahead. I want to chime in. Go ahead. So. You were just talking about. I know some of the secondary. Go ahead. The defense. They didn't have anybody on defense. So that means teams are going to score more. That means Justin Fields is going to have to pass more. Not necessarily. That is is what that means. You have to pass the ball. He had garbage. He had more garbage time yards, garbage time rushing, playing hero ball that, 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 that scores fantasy points, but doesn't do anything in real life. Than Justin Hurts at. Are we talking fantasy points? Or are we Jaylen talking Hurts. real life? No, let's go ahead and navigate this because all this is about and everything that we're looking at in every dynasty league I'm in, I'm concerned about fantasy points. So whether I you're agree. getting that on rushing or passing, no, no, no. I agree. But you but the, the one thing you know, my complaint with Justin Fields has always been if he does not if he continues to not win games, he's not gonna be playing. And if you don't put talent around quarterbacks, 
i.e. receiver talent, which is what I'm saying, you add in an elite wide receiver, you add in another tight end, you create an offensive line infrastructure. They're going to have three new starters on the offensive line. They're so going to have we, a left tackle, a new we right, have, guard, we a have, new right we tackle. They we have to move on. The line. We, we, ha- we have to move on. And since I'm we hosting, since I'm, hosting I'm going to take the last word. Meet me in the street. Uh, since I'm hosting, I'm going to take the last word. And that's going to be that, listen, when when um when your boy Mac Jones was playing with the Patriots last year and Zappy was playing with the Patriots last year, Zappy was getting more out of the offense than, than Jones was, same offense. Sometimes I'm just saying that it's the player, not just the offense. I'm not sitting here saying that his offense was great, but just sitting here saying that, man, Justin Fields just not getting the most out of the offense. This is the truth of it. This is the truth to me. The other thing is I think that um, the, th- so the Bears added a bunch of weapons, so there's a lot of competition too. But we can move on. Mr. Dev, who's your uh, number two? I know it's going to be way better than uh, she Lewis. My number two is going to be another rookie. I'm buying every time I get the chance. It's JSN. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. I'm buying every – I think he's, he's going to be the number one wide receiver in that group. I think he's – I mean, in this uh, dynasty um, draft that I just ran, JSN was taken over DK Metcalf by Sheeler. Thank you. JSN is going to be the number one. I mean, yeah, yeah, they got Tyler Lockett, but that's he's what, 30 years old now? 30, 31. Yeah. JSN is going to be. My my top, he got first round draft capital, capital, mm-hmm. um, and I I think drafting um, Charbonnet actually helps JSN there. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it, I think it helps Gino, but I, I'm yeah, with yeah. you. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, it, first guy it, off the board. I, I'm with you. I I think the the meter's up on him, and if you can get your hands. On a JSN right now, I think that's a that's a that's a solid move. I yeah. I agree. Yeah, and if and, you can and, buy that type, if you can buy a Garrett Wilson type of talent, you know, um, kind of where you're buying them at. Whoo, that's serious. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of JSN. Um, I'm on the record. Um, this whole Bijan thing got out of control. For me, this was always the JSN draft. And I think it makes a big difference when you're kind of looking at it. The wide receiver position is the one that literally you build your foundational fantasy teams around because they won last longer, they get hurt less. And the knock on him was, oh, yeah, um, he actually played with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Well, to a man, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, when they ask who's the best wide receiver out of them, they say JSN. Um, now, he walks into a situation in Seattle where now he has DK Metcalf and he has Tyler Lockett. Now, what's cool is they all have different uh, actual skill sets that are mm-hmm. really kind of prominent. What's cool about JSN is because he has elite route running ability and he has elite quickness as he's going inside and outside of cuts, because of those two guys, they can literally line him up anywhere and he's going to be yep. open. Um, he's going to be that safety blanket. I look for him being a target monster immediately. And I think the fact that they're present there doesn't actually hurt. It only helps him. Yeah. So, Geno Smith has made a huge jump. I'm a big fan of Geno uh, producing. So it's going to be on. 
I look at JSN like a, a Debo Samuel type player. He can play anywhere outside slot, running back. He can play anywhere. Okay. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and I, I agree. I think he's going to be um, good in that offense. So mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. We were um that was just that was your number two, wasn't it? Wasn't it Dev? Yeah. Hey man, listen. So you are natural at this thing. You you, you came on here, <laughs> you're killing DC Lore. Hey, listen, no problem. Great job. Hey, hit uh, us off with your hey C Lore, give us your number three, because I know this one's gonna not be so good. So who's your number three? So we get it out the way. Number three is gonna be none other than Mr. George Pickens. Okay. Um George Pickens is in a unique situation. Um, Pittsburgh has actually fixed some things in the offensive line. Kenny Pickett has a second year in the system. Um, he has elite traits and elite ability. Um, you saw him even from a freshman at Georgia. Come onto the scene and tear it up. Um, he's actually going to be now two years removed from a major knee injury. Um, he was already making highlight real catches and everything last year. And what I love about him the most is he has that dog element to him. He and Mike Tomlin are on one accord. Um, they actually support each other. And I think that's an amazing thing. And we do know that Pittsburgh is literally the place where you see wide receiver productivity go through the roof. If he continues to establish himself and continues to separate himself from Deontay Johnson, um, you're looking at somebody that definitely has wide receiver two locked in, but could slide into that low end wide receiver one category um, as he continues to develop uh, with him and Kenny Pickett, that relationship. So I'm all in on George Pickens. Uh, definitely somebody that you can get in the fifth or sixth round in your startup drafts. Um, I think that's great uh, draft capital for him, um, especially because of what he can do. I like it. And you've been consistent with that too. Every yeah. time I grab him, and <laughs> I like Pickens' take. Yeah, and I think that uh, that Kenny Pickett is coming up too, um, as far as like a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think them them um, progressing in that system is just going to be better, uh, good for all of them, especially with Calvin Johnson coming back in that slot. I think if he can really do something, uh, it'll open up Pickens even more. So uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. What about what about you, Deb? Who's your number three? Uh, my number three is going to be Chris Olave. Oh. I think going from going from Andy Dalton to Derek Carr is a massive upgrade. Um, and, and he's the same way. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. I, I think he's with Derek Carr as an upgrade. I think he's going to have a better season. He's one of the. He's one of my by now candidates okay okay um, so here's the thing i like alave i think he's very talented but the one thing that i would actually challenge you on is i don't know that andy dalton and Derek carr are there's much difference in terms of who they are as quarterbacks um i'm not sure about that the other piece that i saw down the stretch last year was actually when Rashid actually stepped in the scene as a receiver, you kind of saw them kind of balance out as far as the target piece goes. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like laying it out. So I think Alave is going to have a great season. I think he's a great player. Um, I think there's definitely some opportunity there for him. Um, but 
as we're kind of walking through, the big thing for me always when I'm looking at a jump is what's going to be the jump. The jump point for me for him can be very simply that he stays healthy the whole season. Yeah. If he stays healthy the whole season, then I think that's the piece that actually goes into it. But Derek Carr, career-wise, him and Andy Dalton are actually the same guy. When you look at the stats, they just are. Uh, I'm going to agree more with Dev on this. Okay. I think that Olave is going to be – it's going to show itself as a true uh, number one uh, this year. So so I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more on leaning with Dev on this one. And then, and then we'll go into mine. Uh, my number three, <clears throat> uh, especially for you, Shiloh, you should have probably been on this guy. But mine is Scary Terry, man. Listen, and the reason that I'm on Scary Terry right now is because, for one, I think that he actually, in a, in a real sense, is going to be playing with the best quarterback that he's ever played with. I also think that that offense is going to be uh, the best offense just put together with Eric the enemy there, then that's just going to be the best offense cohesively run that he's ever been in. And oftentimes, I don't know for what reason, but people just do not like Terry McLaurin. They look at him and they just, and wide receiver one just doesn't compute in their minds. They're just like, ah, not him for whatever reason. But I think that Terry can can do better than he even did last year. And with that being said, that, that puts him in. Woo, he, he's, he's really challenging. He's really knocking on the door. I get that he's not your prototypical uh, wide receiver one, or he doesn't, you, you might say he doesn't look the part. But I do think that, um, that we're sleeping on Terry McLaurin. I think that most of the drafts that I see, most most startup drafts that I see him going in, he really goes too late and I actually look for him. Uh, usually I already have my receiver set by the time I'm, I'm going his, his way or his direction, but man, I've been lucky a couple of times to be able to go, go ahead and grab Terry. Uh, but we, for some reason we play with a lot of commanders fans. I don't know. These guys are like insects or <laughs> cockroaches. It's just everywhere. Mm. Hard to get rid of, but anyways, uh They've just infested the dynasty leagues for some reason. But, you know, I guess they have nothing else to do. You know, I cheer for the team. But regardless of all those things, I, I think Terry's a very good buy where you can get him at. And I and he's rising up my, my boards because I think he's going to outperform his performance last year. And I think that's going to be very, very big. I think it's very hard for him to outperform his performance last year. Why is that? He finished as wide receiver 14 last year. Mm-hmm. So let's walk through this. So he has a better quarterback this year. I mean, you can and a say more that. offensively you, minded. You can say that, but we also yeah. saw, but we also saw Cooper Cup be hurt last year. If Cooper yeah. Cup is back, and we're seeing all these other guys that are emerging, mm-hmm. I think you're in a situation where you're kind of seeing this thing where I guess wide receiver, no, wide receiver fourteen, mm-hmm. because we can go through this whole thing. I'm, I'm just talking about his numbers. No, not no, not, no, not necessarily his his position. I'm talking about his numbers. So he's not the 14th wide receiver off the board. He's I don't even think he's the 20th receiver off the board. Yeah, and that's that's my point. So my point is, if we're saying that these guys like Garrett Wilson finished below him last year, we all agree Garrett Wilson's going up, right? Okay. Okay. We like JSN. Yep. 
we all agree about those things. But that's what she was just going also, down too. Like here's, here's uh, the thing. Lock, also, lock is going down. We also like Jahan Dyson. Okay. Who's on the other side of Terry McLaurin, who missed games last year, who actually had seven touchdowns last year. Who's smaller? Um, he literally, I mean, that's smaller, right? No, they're literally clones. Let's say when they drafted, when they drafted, Jackson looks smaller. Listen, when they drafted, smaller receivers can be successful in our league. We've I'm seen that already. I'm just saying, but I thought so, it was a little smaller. That's all. Doesn't matter if he's smaller or not. He's going to be on the other side of that guy. So when you have him on the other side of him, when they play together, Dotson was actually the guy they looked for more so in the red zone. So if they both playing, look at the touchdowns. No, no, like I'm just saying. I'm saying. I think that's just happenstance. I don't. I don't think you can bank on that. Okay. Even if you can't bank on it, if you're seeing that you're going to have this guy on the other side, this team is coached by Ron Rivera. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to lean on their defense. So the game plan is not for Sam Sam Howell to come out and throw the ball all over the yard. Their game plan is to actually lean on that defense, which they invested heavily in the secondary in the draft, and to go ahead and run the ball because that's what they believe in doing. And if you're going to be passing the ball, you're passing it to Terry. You're going to be passing. I'm back. Yeah, you're back. Okay, Listen, cool. You know that happens every time you're wrong for some reason. No, <laughs> I mean I'm just saying. Like I'm, I, I agree with the ADP thing, right? Mm-hmm. ADP, he's going like the seventh round. So he's he's gonna outperform his ADP. Is what you're saying? I don't even agree with that. You know? I don't agree that he's gonna outperform his ADP. But, but I listen, think that's he had the, a career year last right? year. I think that's he a, had a career la- year. How many last years? Year. It, how many years he been in the league? He's been in the league what four years now? He had a career year. Yeah, last year. yeah. I think yeah, four years. He had a career year last year, and I think it's not because he's not good as a receiver, right? It's because mm-hmm. of all the different other factors that are going in. The offense is still going to be more focused in on running the ball. Mm-hmm. He does have another receiver that's emerging on the other side that has a similar skill set. And we see the return of receivers that we know are elite that are going to actually drop him down as we're kind of walking through this. So for me, at 14, Cooper Cup goes up. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson goes up. Mm-hmm. Right? So okay. Terry's going to go up too? No, he's not. So this is what I'm going to say. I'm going I'm to read you all. Terry, because because Commanders fans don't believe you guys don't even deserve Terry McLaurin. But anyways, I'm gonna read you off his numbers. Poor Titans fan. Oh, uh, 191 rookie year, 223 sophomore, 213 uh, your junior year, and 229 this last year. The guy's model of consistency with with terrible quarterback play uh, there in the, with the Commanders. I believe. That yeah, with better quarterback play, this guy can get up to 250 points. Uh easy. 260 points. I definitely think that can happen. And if that happens, I think he's outplaying where he's being uh taken at. So yeah, yeah, he's a riser for me. Okay. What well, say you, Mr. Deb? I, I like I like that take. Um Terry McLaurin from, from a dynasty view, I I'm probably passing on yeah um because i'm trying to i i'm not much of a win right now i i i'll take the younger guys like my next guy is i'll take him all day over terry give us your Uh, next guy my next guy is gonna be drake london okay 
I'm going to take Drake London over Terry. The quarterback situation in Sam Howell is better. And we don't, we haven't really seen a true Desmond Ritter yet. We don't, we don't even know if he's going to be the quarterback for five plus years. We don't know, but I'm taking Drake London now in hopes it's not going to happen this year. I'm taking him now, though, so that way when it does come, he has, and I, I don't know what your guys' take is on Drake London, but I look at Drake London like uh, Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson, if he has the quarterback to do it. he's he's His catch in traffic is ridiculous. His uh, separation is amazing. And he's what 23 24 he's actually i want to say 21 22 is he that young i'm a i'm a big drake london fan um we had a lot of uh back and forth last year because people really doubted his ability to separate and everything else the big thing now with is the Bijan robinson effect yeah with Bijan coming over there and that's why he's at number four instead of number one is the their run they want to run the ball that's all they want to do is run 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 but going from i think desmond ritter is an upgrade over marcus Mariota. absolutely i mean it's not even close it's a huge upgrade you can see that they actually made some connections later on in the season so, like, that's always a big thing as you're kind of watching that. But then the biggest thing is we've seen this blueprint before. Arthur Smith is actually from the Titans, right? So we saw this whole thing where you can see elite productivity coming off of having that elite back. So I'm excited for him. I think he's definitely going to have a great season. Um, and another reason why I don't believe that Terry McLaurin is going to actually finish higher than wide receiver 14. Because I think Drake London should be a target monster over there, especially yep. with the box being loaded now for Bijan. Well, so- I, I made a mistake in one league, and this was like my third league I'm in. I'm in like 15 now. There you go. Welcome. So the, the third league I was in, I was I was buying way too high, but I got the Drake London and Chris Ole back to back right there at the turn, and I bought I bought way too high for it, you know. Over the past month that I've learned um, how to do, you know, a draft properly. And I don't even think I'm there exactly yet. But I, I'm just in love with that roster having Drake London and Chris Alave. Yeah, I think it's a great combo as you're kind of looking at it. I think ultimately when you have those guys in there, uh, especially those young studs, like that's how yeah. you build – you know, your teams as you're going forward because you know there's going to be consistency there. You know there's a path for them to be successful. And, again, young, dominant, wide receiver ones are how you build strong, long-lasting dynasty teams. Right. I mean, because they're not even in their peak I'm all all in for buying, you know, 27-year-old wide receivers like Chris Godwin or Terry McLaurin. But if I can take a younger asset that, has potential to be better. I'll wait. I'll wait the two years. I'll wait the two years and make sure I have him. Mm-hmm. Those those are, those are great cornerstones to have on your team. I mean, listen, last year's draft 
receiver draft was just amazing. So yeah. it was just, and it's 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 not going to be repeated. I don't see it being repeated anytime soon. Mm-mm. So it's just like it's an outlier. All right, hey uh, D. Sheilor, did you give us your fourth? So fourth person for me is actually the opposite of you, and that okay. will be Mr. Jahan. I, I knew you was going to do that too. Go ahead. And the reason why is very simple. Um, as we're looking at Dynasty, right? Uh, Dev, Dev, you made the exact point. Uh, Terry's 27, Jahan's 23. When I'm looking at this thing, I'm going to take the 23-year-old every single time as we're going forward. Uh, Jahan literally has the same skill set as Terry, um, but he has more go up and get it, actually, at the point of attack for the ball. Despite actually being a smaller receiver, the receive the, the quarterback's Everywhere you see it on this Penn State tape, it jumps off that this guy is phenomenal at high pointing the ball and actually coming down with it. So you saw flashes of that in year one. If he's actually be uh, healthy for the full season, um, I think you literally see him and Terry both go over a thousand yards this season. Uh, Terry probably still get more targets, but Dots is more the big play guy. Uh, so I'm buying him wherever I can. He's somebody that I want to actually have in my flex spot. Seven touchdowns last year as a rookie, despite missing four games. So I'm very excited for the future for Jahan Dyson. Terry is a young 27. I want to say that. I'll put that out there. How does that even? What does that even mean? It means he didn't get to the NFL until he was until he was 80. So it took him long. Uh, you to know, actually different. So he was a late different expert. circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> different circumstances, you know. Hey, right. listen. I'm gonna leave you alone you, today. You I'm, you better I'm leave senior alone. citizens alone. You, you got um what's I'm that what's that phobia against old people? You got that. All right. So I'm gonna go with my next one. Uh Juju. Juju Smith Schuster. He's rising up my board because I believe listen, I'm buying this guy so late. People are he's been taken completely off people's boards. And that's fine with me, but I'm like, hey, look at that Patriots roster and find a better receiver. N- not only that, but I know with the, with the coach there, they're trying to get the offense moving. They want to do some different things. They want to move the ball. So, yeah, listen, Juju all day, uh, especially where you're buying him at. Yeah, he's definitely rising up for me. Juju gets 200 points. Um in your fantasy leagues this year, and you're buying him in like the 14th round. It's amazing. So, I actually traded up with this this league that I'm running. I actually traded with you to get Juju, and I think mm-hmm. it was that, yeah. late, super late. And and I was surprised that, that I was like, I said, Dev Dev smart. And I was like, when did Dev Dev get so smart? <laughs> It's the 15 leagues that I drafted in. No. <laughs> the first league I drafted with you in was uh, the FFL Dynasty with T. McKinney. And I had no clue what I was doing from a Dynasty point. I mean, you've seen the, the – I mean, I knew what I was doing to a certain extent, like with that JJ trade. Yeah. But I had – I honestly had no clue. I was kind of just winging it. It was funny because you traded, man, listen, somehow you was able to talk the guys that I couldn't talk into trading. And then you traded up into that that five and six spots. No, no, you traded up to that six, seven spot. 
and um it was so crazy because the guy at five didn't want to move the guy at four was was in a different country and was acting crazy but um he had a the guy at four had a trade with somebody i'm not sure if it was you no it was you and he just for some reason he had this locked on hey i'll only trade with dev dev thing and i was like yeah where did this guy get you know we were offering him better trades, and he was like, I'll only trade with Deb. Deb. No one else sent me offers. I was like, what is going on? I yeah, said, that, was, uh, that was Meals. Yeah, and, and I was like, what did Deb say to this guy? I was like, but somehow well, you I are a, a likable person. I, I, had a, it was, I had a good deal with him, and everybody threw a fit about it. Like yeah. a good a good deal to me is because no, he wouldn't talk agreed. to anybody else. He wouldn't no. even he literally wouldn't talk to us. No, and then like he wouldn't get back with me, wouldn't get back with me. So I traded with somebody else, and then he got back with me, and now I'm trying to get Chris out, Chris Ole from him, and he won't even budge on him. Like I had it set to where I got my guy. I he got what he wanted. I got yeah. what I wanted. I wanted him. And everybody threw a fit about it, and it ended up getting vetoed. So, so this this is what's funny, guys, is, you know, fantasy, listen, we're all men. You can look on here and see a bunch of, you know, real men here. But, man, listen, sometimes it gets emotional. And, listen, Dev got so mad at me because we were – because, listen, because of his guy, JSN. So, Dev, so Dev wanted JSN, and I'm like, listen, I wanted uh, Gibbs. So I, I truly wanted like Gibbs or somebody else. I was trying to get running backs. So I was trying to get up. And um, I ended up getting into the fifth somehow. And this is and like David did all his work to get in six and the seven. Ended up getting to the fifth. And honestly, like, so the thing was, I'm trying to play, like, I'm not playing a game with Dev, but I'm trying to put doubt in his mind. So maybe he'll move off one of these six or sevens. So I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking uh JSN here, right? But my whole my plan the whole time was to take Gibbs. <laughs> Listen, Dev got yeah. so mad. Dev was talking to me for like two weeks. I was like, Dev, come back. <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, but you know, ultimately we are competitors. So it's like, yeah. you know, so it's, it's that little thing of competition. And I was just like, man, I yeah, I really hated it. I was like, man, I said, I really hated that I rubbed Dev the wrong way here. I didn't mean to. I was just, you know, trying to be competitive. But I would have, um, like, had it been, like, it was just, it was just like where, where it was. Because even you had told me, you said, "Hey, if Gibbs makes it here, he's like, I'm grabbing him." And I'm like, "Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. You know, I can't be at eight and be like, hey, man, you know, I want Gibbs and let him slide through.' Like, it was just too much value. So I was, I felt like that with JSN. So it's too much value. Just let him slide through. But the other thing is, I really just wanted to talk you into uh, either giving me six or seven so I could have got my uh, my plan to get uh, Gibbs and Charbonnet. I'm not even sure if I ended up with both of them or not. Yeah, you were you were telling me that you were trying to get up ahead of Sheeler so he didn't take your guy, Zach Charbonnet. True, which is true. And I was like, after you, after you moved up to five, I knew you weren't taking Charbonnet at five. I had six and seven. I'm like, fine, Charbonnet's coming to me now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Don't worry about me, guys. Then, then, then you trade it trade out. But you know what? But, but you have to do that, though. Yeah. You literally have to know, especially if you drafted with somebody long enough, 
you have to kind of know, all right, this guy has a tendency to do this. If I want X player, I'm going to either have to take him now or you know, or whatever. And and Shilor, speaking of Shilor, if I told you this is supposed to be my buddy here, Your if buddy. I told you how many times he's traded right in front of me to take a guy, and I mean it's is it listen, I don't take it personal, but it but it's he's notorious for trading right in front of me. I'm like, bro, yeah. trade trade in front of yeah. the other guys. I get McKinney on that all the time now with Alexander <laughs> Madison. He gets so pissed. You gotta do it, man. I mean, it's just we talk a lot. So I know what you're thinking. It's 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 respect, but it's also like you're looking at that guy come to you, come to you, like, oh man, he's close now. She Lord gets right there, and you're like, Bruh. and I know yeah. he's gonna take him every time. And I have to go change my plans. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Just just keep guys. And I, w- I will say this, and, and we've got to make sure we get through our fifth guy. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay, this is one of the best tips I can always give anybody when you're doing a draft, right? When you actually get ready to do a draft, do not hone in on one player, okay? What I would encourage you to do is literally go ahead and set your cue based upon your tier as to what it is that you want to do. So that way, when somebody does that, they jump in front of you, they snake you, you can already have a plan. The worst thing that can happen to you is to get on the clock, your guy goes, and now you're in panic mode because you're going to draft somebody that you don't either A, like, or B, not have a game plan to actually move down, right? So for me, I'm always looking to move down to acquire additional assets, uh, but I'm also counting out players within a tier. So if that tier is gone, then, hey, I already know two picks before that it's time for me to go ahead and move off this pick. If I got somebody there that I want and I love, I'm snatching them up immediately and going to go ahead about my business. So you want to always know where you're sitting at in the the draft so that way you can know how to win and how to move strategically. Absolutely. So let's get to our fifth and final ones. I'll start with mine. It's really a two-parter, but it's really short. Uh, one is going to be Kyle Phillips for the Tennessee Titans. I know I'm a Titans fan, but the reason I say Phillips is because they were talking about they were talking this guy up like a like a a weapon in a slot last year. And I mean, and the guy, if you looked at his um, training camp and his preseason, looked freaking amazing. He looked like he had been playing the slot for years. Looked like a veteran. Ended up having uh, a bunch of soft tissue injuries that really kept him out. Uh, and then I think a concussion eventually kept him out for the whole year. So he was never able to sh- uh, really showcase that. I started uh, really releasing him in a lot of places. And then when I started going over those old notes, I was like, well, can't look overlook how amazing the guy was. And like I said, he's a riser for me because you can basically get him for free. Because you're getting them for free and it's somebody who – the national, uh, well, let me not say national media, but a lot of people in the know said that, hey, this guy is going to be a, a major uh, product in the slot. And the Titans decided, hey, we're not, we don't need a receiver. It makes me think that they believe uh, strongly in in Phillips. My other one is going to be Tank Dale um, because I, because as far his, I think his thing is how short he is. I know I got two guys here, but it, the thing is how short he is. But I think if the guy was five inches taller 
he he'd be a borderline first rounder. So I just think I'm just going with the talent here. I think there's just a little swing. Somebody else you can get basically for free. Those are risers for me. Okay. So next time you let me know if we do an honorable mention. But nonetheless, okay. <laughs> um, I'm on I, I I'm on the Tank Dale train. Uh and I keep grabbing them everywhere. I just got them in a 16 uh team league at the three two. And I like did a cartwheel. I was like, I don't know what these guys are doing, but thank you so much. Um, so anyway, um, my riser here for number five is going to be none other than Mr. I didn't, I didn't know that was you. I'm in that league too. I didn't know that was you. It was me. I put that. I put the gift out for him. Him scoring a touchdown. I'm in Houston. I got a chance to see him at U of H. I'm a huge fan of Tank Dell. Um, and what I love is C.J. Stroud literally told the Texans to go get him. So I think they're going to have an amazing connection. Definitely get you some Tank Dell everywhere you can. Um, but my guy, Kadarius Tony, he's the guy that I want to go get my hands on every which way in every league. Why is that? He has Tyreek Hill traits. He is super shifty. He's actually with Patrick Mahomes. He is the reason why you kind of see everything kind of open up a little bit differently in that Chiefs offense. They literally are salivating over this guy. Andy Reid can't stop talking about him. He has enormous potential. And what's crazy is he's going like in the ninth and tenth round of drafts. So there's a lot of miles to feed. There's a lot of hype around a lot of receivers. Like every receiver that goes to Kansas City, there's some hype. Mm -hmm. But if he can actually emerge and actually be on the field, then his talent, that cream is going to always rise to the top. So get yourself some Kadarius Tony. I've been talking about it all offseason long. And guess what, y'all? Now I'm getting sleeper updates, and Dev Dev is jumping in front of me, making yeah. trades with Dev me. Dev won't let you get him. No, no, no. I made a trade, and I, I knew Dev. Tony, man. I made a trade, and I knew Dev was going to take him. But it was too much value when we kind of walked through it. So I literally made a trade so we could go ahead and get him a share. But I have over 15 shares of Kadarius Tony, so I'm very excited about it. And yeah, my my biggest thing with Tony is that I'm I'm actually glad that you mentioned Tony because now I don't have to decide which one of the two I have to go with for my fifth one here. Um, if he can stay healthy, I love him. Mm -hmm. But he's got to stay healthy. So my my fifth here is going to be another rookie because I, I I like this class of wide receivers and he's going to a more than ideal spot is Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson he's go, he's going to a Mike Williams um, where Mike Williams who's the other receiver? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen's 31. I I, I don't and like uh I think it was Raz that said earlier, they don't they're stingy. They they don't want to pay these guys. They're getting older, they're declining. Um, and Justin Herbert is it, he needs to get some new targets in there. And I think Quentin Johnson is I I think he's the number two wide receiver in this draft behind JSN, but the only reason he falls down is because it's going to take time when they decide they want to get rid of Keenan Allen, when they decide they want to get rid of, you know, the receivers there. 
Um, but I, I'm buying him if I get if I get the opportunity to. Um, I may be I may be buying him a a little little um, little more than others, but as far as ADP goes, um, but I, I think he's gonna be um, a second year breakout. I don't think he'll break out the first year, but definitely the second year once if they decide that they're going to get rid of their receivers there. I, I love Quentin Johnson, uh, especially on that team. And yeah. I definitely think he's going to get some run because I think that um, Mike Williams and, and between Mike Williams and uh, Allen, they'll, they'll probably miss some time. So I definitely think he's going to get run there. And I think, and I think he's better than um, Palmer. What was his name? Yeah, uh, Joshua Palmer. Josh Palmer. Yeah, I think he's better than Palmer. So yeah. I, I love him there because he's with a quarterback that's going to get the most out of him. Look at, look at, yeah. look at his face. Just look at his face, y'all. Look at him. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm on record. I'm the CEO of Quentin Johnson is a bum fan club. Okay. And I'm not saying that because I don't believe he can be successful. He literally is now in the best situation for him to potentially be successful in the league. Mm -hmm. He went to Justin Herbert. He has two declining asset receivers out there. I believe this is literally the last year in. Uh, you see what happens when he's wrong. Charging <laughs> every time. Every time. So here we go. Mike Williams or Keenan Allen is going to be out of here at the end of the season. So I agree with Dev Dev. If this going to happen for him, it's going to actually be within that second year where I kind of see that breakout potentially happening. But he has to become a, a hands catcher because he catches too much with his body. And that's always concerning for me for receivers. Um, and I think he's kind of making it with his athletic ability where I didn't see elite route running um, in that TCU scheme. He didn't actually have to run a full route tree. True. So there's definitely some things that I want to see him improve upon. Um, but, you know, rooting for him as a person, uh, but just not somebody that I'm really buying. And, and, and another thing to add on to that is um, – was it Keenan Allen or Mike Williams last year who had that injury, the back injury? Like they both just always injury prone. Them dudes, yeah. Man. So it, it could even be a breakout this year. It, yeah, you know, I, I, injuries. I think he. I think he's gonna. I'm not gonna say breakout, but I. I definitely think he's gonna. Um, he's gonna have a, a good playing time this year. I think that's gonna happen this year. I think Quinn Johnson was uh, uh was great. You know, she lore has been notoriously wrong today. So, you know, so it's not always happens to she lore. You know what I'm saying? It just had an off day. You know, we all have never to... never happens to me. If you watch the intro, you know, yes, she lore, the numbers guy. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we might have to change that. Hey, everybody, listen, we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us tonight. That was our top five rising receivers. We got a little long-winded there, but listen, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you learned something from it and you take something from it. Hopefully we pointed you to somebody that might be able to help you out this season. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hey, like and subscribe. Dynasty Overload Podcast. I want to thank 
DC Law and Mr. Dev Dev for hanging out with us. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys, you have a good one.